aimed at fans as well as academic anthologies, professional journals, internet journals, fan sites and blogs, university courses and international Buffyology conferences abound. While references to Whedon's works spring up in fields as diverse as literature, history, communications, media studies, women's studies, philosophy, religion, linguistics, music, cultural studies, feminist studies, masculinity studies, queer studies, transgender studies, sociology, architecture, and of course, psychology. Whether the discussion centers on the text, the characters, the social context, the audience, or the mythos, all are excavations of what it means to engage in life, to ponder existence, to desire, to love, to nurture, to despise, to risk, to fight, and to die. Thus it's hardly a stretch to suggest that, in one way or another, all studies of the Whedonverse are studies in psychology. Psychology in the Whedonverse The breadth of the field of psychology is at least as colorful and variegated as the Whedonverse itself. Each subgenre beneath the umbrella of psychology is a verse of its own, uniquely endowed with history, culture, principles, dogma, traditions, and traditionalists, rebels, villains, and heroes. Where strands of psychological sciences or arts intersect, they often do so tentatively, tiptoeing up to one another or accidentally bumping bits before glancing quickly away. Just as the Angelverse and the Buffyverse cross paths but do not breach boundaries, many schools of thought within psychology lean on or borrow from one another, while maintaining distinct or somewhat conflicting identities. The psychology of Joss Whedon honors the diversity of psychology as an integrated applied science, blending theory, research, and clinical approaches, it offers a scientifically kaleidoscopic view of the Whedonverse. Yet readers needn't have a background in advanced science to thoroughly engage with each of the book's essays. They've been written for the Whedon fan, not the academic. Still, they cover an impressively wide swath of intellectual territory. Here's just a sampling of what we take on. We consider the question of free will in Joss's universes. Does it exist? Or might it be a necessary illusion that we mortals clutch just to get through each day? We highlight evolutionary psychology, a controversially deterministic theory embracing the idea that organisms are shaped by the forces of evolution to find pleasure in that which perpetuates the species. Are we, therefore, especially drawn to Whedonverse residents who are morally succulent, i.e., who appeal to our evolutionary survival instincts? How does a father-daughter bond, or lack thereof, merge with evolution's sexual selection processes to determine a woman's lust-slash-love objects? How might evolutionary theory impact one slayer's romantic choices? We dive into Jungian depth psychology. Freud's disciple, Carl Jung, postulated that in each of our psyche's darkest corners, there hides an entity containing our forsaken, denied primal urges. His theory suggests that we are most strongly attracted to others who manifest our secret, disowned traits. Does Buffy's explosive relationship with Spike reveal her shadow self? Is vampirism actually a metaphor for narcissism? We segue to different models of psychiatry questioning the degree of pathology in two of the most forensically challenged males aboard Serenity, Mal and Jane. We follow a cognitive behavioral plan for healing adolescent anxiety and depression, and we ask, how can the experience of successfully challenging fear alter a young woman's faulty beliefs about herself? How especially can this affect an anxious chosen one, whose every day could be her last? We're introduced to terror management theory, an innovative field of psychology that seeks to explain how people cope with the daily threat of violent death. In studying terror management, what better living laboratory could we ask for than aboard the ship Serenity? 
We watch feminism meet existentialism as Sunnydale residents search for meaning in the perils of life on the Hellmouth. We see existential therapy, a clinical derivative of existential philosophy and psychology, help Buffy grapple with the prophecy that death would be her gift. We explore Joss Whedon's own assertion that he is a radical feminist. Along the way we dip into radical feminist theory, gender theory, social psychology, self-psychology, and feminist therapy. We turn our attention toward the realm of neuropsychology. How does messing with the brain change behavior and even alter human consciousness? Among all the dark arts practiced within the Whedonverse, could the science of brain tinkering be the darkest of them all? We see the healing power of the Whedonverse when one brave author describes her own transformation from victim to real-life superhero. And finally we enter the Whedonverse through Darla and Angel's sadoerotic folie adieu. I wrote this essay, the very last in this book, for an earlier Ben Bella volume, Five Seasons of Angel. There's My Boy focuses on the relationship that was Angel's most formative and karmic, yet it also revisits the core.